New on Curiosity Stream. Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Kim Kardashian. Tycoons are in many ways the lifeblood of society. They are willing to put everything out there. They're willing to lose everything. See how the super elite use their money and power to shape our lives on Tycoons. Plus, from Japan's unbreakable super code to the algorithm mining your Bitcoin, we're breaking down the world's most famous encryptions on cracking the code. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Okay, good morning, TK. Welcome back. Welcome Thanks for having back. me, Daryl. Really appreciate it. I got, I got all these uh, Discord uh, invitations from you, so I know that you're ready to go. It does say we had a conversation this morning very early, so I know you're, you're an early riser. I was up bright and early making sure that uh, everything was working and that I had read the material that we were going to potentially discuss today. Perfect. That's I, thought I, be I thought I'd get everything ready. It's a big day. It was a big week in, uh, in Toronto real estate today. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Week, there's always, like big week. Yeah, there's changes, obviously, that are happening uh, pretty quickly. I think what we're looking at uh, over the next you know, another month or two probably or more is, is daily updates. I mean, something comes up every single day. And if you're not on top of it, um, it's like, what, what can you really do? I mean, what can you say? I mean, if someone's got information that they, uh, that they know because they read today's headlines and you didn't, they got more power over you. Knowledge is power. So it's important to stay on top of it. And the government is throwing all sorts of stuff at this, uh, COVID-19 financial crisis, as well as the health crisis. And, uh, you know, we don't know what they're going to do next. So I'm, I'm, when I look at all this material, uh, mm-hmm. I see, I te- I see multiple stories going on here. Like there's like, there's a lot of good shit going on in Toronto right now. And there's yeah. a lot of pretty devastating stuff going on in Toronto right now. And yeah. you can see like the articles are going both ways it's like like right now we look at the screen toronto real estate market is suddenly on fire again (laughs) it's crazy you know what there's there's so many different market segments that are performing like at a different rate right now it's so it's just like you need to be an expert right now in whatever it is that you're doing to really get the big picture because builders aren't buying right now who want to be developing i mean the Permits are, our permit offices are closed. You know, they're skeptical. They learned their lesson back in 2017. So they don't want to do these little infill lots and stuff like that. They're all holding off. Condos are starting to have a huge increase in inventory right now. We're seeing like um, 20% increase in inventory uh, every two weeks. Like it was pretty, it was pretty drastic the, from the that, June. 15th. That's a new condo or? No, just, just condo resale. Some of them could be brand new, but they're just coming onto the market. So the inventory. So I think the, the numbers I looked at was on uh, June uh, 10th. And so it was 10 days. And um, the uh, number of active listings had, had risen, you know, quite a fair bit. It was close to 20%. Um, so we're seeing, we're seeing obviously some Airbnb uh, inventory coming to the market. We're seeing um, newly closed condos. There's a couple of them. Um, you know, you got people who are just trying to get out of the city because they're tired of living in a condo. Uh, so that's, that's one segment in the high end luxury market right now. It's booming, booming quiet last year. Nothing, nothing was happening in all the areas, whatever the luxury price point is in, in different parts of Toronto and housing. Yeah. 
nothing was moving. Condos were doing all right, luxury um, last year, but the housing market uh, was really, really quiet. And it is on fire right now because really? people want bigger houses. They want pools. They want out of the condos. Um, a lot of people in those price ranges haven't been affected by the by the economic crisis. You know, they're a little bit harder to uh, uh, t- harder to hit. So great, you've got Oakville prices up there, nearly ten percent. I'm not an Oakville expert, but no, for but sure, a lot of luxury, houses, right? yeah, a lot of luxury properties. Yeah, and uh, that's definitely. Um, what I'm seeing too, I'm seeing that too through through the center core of Toronto, all the way up to you know North York, and uh, even in some of the other areas, east and west in Toronto. So, I mean, but it's is what it, does that mean? So, so, uh, but uh, extra inventory coming on the market right now is being met with enough demand for that inventory, right? It's not throwing Absolutely. off any balance. Absolutely, and and I think what it is that's keeping it that way is people still don't want people in their house. It's easy for me as a buyer to say, I'm going to go into someone's house, I'm going to wear a mask, I'm going to wear my gloves, I'm not going to touch anything, and I feel safe, right? We've kind of got a little bit more comfortable with that, but all the sellers that I'm talking to right now are all very nervous. People are going to be coming into my house. Are they going to touch anything? Are they going to? Are they sick? Are they going to wear masks? There's a lot of fear. Yeah, so not a Four in 10 Ontario's, Ontarians would consider buying a home virtually yeah consider that's good yeah consider i'd I'd consider you know flying a plane over the atlantic you know i might not do it but i'd consider it right so but then in the same breath in-person home tours in toronto up 95 percent in may compared to april but that could be like 95 home tours no no (laughs) no actually we're back to pre-covid numbers according to our um uh, showing database. It's called uh, Broker Bay, and they've got a lot of different agents. I can't remember how many it is, but it's you know tens of thousands of agents that are in this system. So they're able to track everybody's listings to see the showings, and showings in many areas are back to pre-COVID-19 numbers. Showings. 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 That's good. That's so, good. We, That's saw, a- we saw sales and inventory come down in tandem, right? Now we're seeing... Yep. I guess inventory and sales still working in tandem, just at a that's different rate, seeing. right? Yep, that's what I'm seeing. So we're having a slight increase in inventory, yeah, but it's it is minimal, and and we're starting to see an increase in sales. It'll be interesting to see what the Toronto Real Estate Board does. What they've been doing lately is they've been really, um, you know, they've been they've been acting quicker to release their market watch. They've been um, coming up with a few different type of outlooks and, and a few different stats. They they had that mid March. Uh, release of the numbers they had a mid-April, you know. So uh, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, sure, maybe they're they did the mid-March one to show how affected the market was only by by this that it wasn't a fundamental market issue, right? Exactly. Yeah. So so we'll see. I mean, maybe Which we're going to get agents. No, it'll it'll be booming in June. It'll be booming. That's what we're seeing. And right everything's going to focus on that boom. And it's yeah. just it's so segmented. Right. It's so yeah. compartmentalized now, like retails getting fucking hammered. Uh, yeah. But warehousing is like booming, like logistics and warehousing is booming. Housing people will buy if there's inventory to buy. Right. Yeah. If the- people, people need a place to live. This is this is it. You know, you need a place to live. You need a home. You need a roof. And either you're paying your own mortgage or you're paying somebody else's. That's never going to change. No, it's never going to change. And we have uh, the fastest growing city in all of North America. Right. So 
when we've got that much, uh, you know, new immigration population, the net immigration from people coming into the city from other parts of the world, and obviously people leaving the city and, and, and things changing, the, the, the people who are coming here need a place to live. So we're both talking about the article that's up right now. There was actually two of them. Toronto is now the fastest growing city in North America. Fastest yeah. growing city in metro area in the U.S. and Canada. And this yeah. is a very opportune time for this article to come out. The only issue I have with this article, and this is wonderful news for us living in Toronto, but it's based on 2019 statistics. And yeah. right now, this is a very different planet. So, like, it's a weird time to come out with an article saying that we're the fastest growing city in North America but like the whole world's got its brakes on right now and everything's upside down and fucked up. But yeah. the Toronto real estate market is suddenly on fire again. And we are, you know, seeing an uptick in prices and we are the fastest growing city in North America. So let's, let's analyze that. Who did the study? Ryerson. Well, Sure, but it's all backed Ryer, by Ryerson. like urban research and land development, right? Of course. But Ryerson did the study. What is Ryerson up to? Do you think Ryerson's got any interest in uh, people having confidence in their downtown sites as well as any future development that they're doing on their sites? Of course. They're one right? of the biggest developers in the city. Of course. So they've got their own agenda to be able to release this. That doesn't change the fact that it's true. Like, like let's look at it that way. But no, it's you know, fine that do, it's true. Things do take time, and and people are obviously going to have their own uh, perspective on it. And uh, I mean, hey, I've I've known this for a long time that we are we are one of the fastest growing places in North America. I didn't I didn't need an article to tell me. But let's not honest. let's not forget that uh, every single person that's writing these articles or every company that's putting these articles out also yeah. has a vested interest in this machine continuing along. Of course, right? of course. This is so, why the media works. Because yeah, it's, it's fantastic it's, because this is great news for us that they're starting to put this kind of a positive spin on things because this is what happens. I mean, when fundamentals are fine, all people are doing are following the news. Like, look at the stock market. It's like crazy. <laughs> what's going on with this thing i know i know but that's know. what the housing market's going to start to do and it's it's not going to be a, a real estate market it's going to be a low-rise residential market a high-rise residential market an office market a retail market yeah. a logistics market like it's going to be all segmented because there's so many world factors <clears throat> pulling at this like world wide city like we're an international financial hub city right mm -hmm. you got all these factors pulling at us that like keep us in this wonderful bubble i think that we get to stay in for for at least real estate and an economy like okay so canada's prices are going to go down 18 percent. toronto's are going to go up seven hear that that's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack and that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.